stitch, row by row, he carefully knits each piece into place. From Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. are just too hard to figure out or too big to handle. But you know, God is very wise and he's bigger than any problem you might have. So trust him, not just with your head, but with your heart. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path.
and awesome way to praise the Lord. We'll do some more singing then in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. <laughs> When the people of Israel realized that God had shut them out of the land of Canaan for 40 years, they became filled with a rebellious spirit. A number of them banded together and made an attack upon the Canaanites in spite of God's commandment. The attack failed, and the beaten survivors returned to the camp. But the people's mutinous spirit grew more violent. I'm Korah the Levite, the son of Issar. And here on the platform with me are Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, both good men. For many months we've been content to follow Moses. Where has it got us? Nowhere. We're still in the wilderness, still living from hand to mouth, on manna and insufficient water. And now Moses tells us that we're not to enter Canaan after all. We're to wander around in this accursed wilderness for 40 years. We are all reasonable and sensible men. There are among us no fewer than 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. I say that it is neither reasonable nor sensible to go on following Moses like sheep. The time has come to take the leadership away from Moses. Korah and many of his followers went up unto Moses and Aaron while Dathan and Abiram returned to their tents. Moses and Aaron, you take too much upon you. Seeing the congregation are holy, every one of them, you and Aaron have set yourself up as gods. And we're not the only ones who believe this either. Who else beside you? Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. Ask Dathan and Abiram to come here, please. Does Moses take us for fools? Has he now set himself up as a prince over us? No, we will not come. We will not obey his every whim. Where are Dathan and Abiram? They are afraid to come. Afraid to come? What do they think I will do to them? Have I ever hurt one of them? Have I ever taken anything away from them? You have taken our rights from us. High priest, judge, ruler, leader. You have taken all these things upon yourself. You stand next to God over the people. No wonder people fear you. As I have said, we will let the Lord judge between us. Take your censers and light them before the And they took every man his censer. Two hundred and fifty men, as well as Aaron and Korah, put fire in them and stood in the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. The glory of the Lord appeared unto all the congregation. Moses and Aaron speak unto the congregation, saying, Get you away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, that the Lord may destroy them. Hear me now, people of Israel. If Korah, Dathan, and Abiram die the common death of all men, then the Lord hath not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing and the earth open up her mouth and swallow them up. Then you shall understand 
that these men have provoked the Lord. The earth has swallowed them up. came out and consumed the 250 followers of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, even as they offered incense to the Lord in their censers. And the people of Israel were afraid. But the next day they began to murmur once more against Moses and Aaron. Korah was right. Moses and Aaron killed him. They killed 250 of Korah's followers. They used the power of the Lord for their own evil ends. Dathan and Abiram were right. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Get you up from among this congregation, Moses, that God may consume them as in a moment with a plague. Destroy not the whole congregation, angel, for the iniquities of the few. Spare the people of Israel. Spare them. Moses, Moses, the people have been stricken with a plague. They are dying like flies. Then take a censer, Aaron, and put fire therein from off the altar and put on incense and go quickly unto the congregation and make an atonement for them. At once, Moses, at once. Give heed to our prayers, Lord, and spare the people. And Aaron did as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation and he stood between the dead and the living The plague was stayed. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. Place. She yells so loud she get red in the face She preaches
change the gospel every day. And if you listen, you can hear her say, She's singing, hey, hey, And the Lord of Lords, the bread of life, and the great I am. He calms the wind and he heals the sick. And the demons run, even at the sound of his name. Well, the voodoo doctor, well, he came to say that his demons want to play. What brings you to Habib's fruit market today? I'm doing a report for school about people in my town, and I'd like to ask you some questions. Okay. First, why are you here? I'm here to sell fruit. You want some mangoes? They are very good this season. I mean, why are you here in this country? I've seen pictures of where you were born. It's very beautiful. Oh, yes, very beautiful. And the fruit, delicious. Then why did you leave that country and come to this one? Did you want to make more money? Not exactly. I could make money in my home country. Everyone loves fruit. So why did you leave? Because in my country, there was something missing. What? The freedom to be who I want to be. Even if what I want to be is different from everyone else. I want to follow my own way and raise my children to do the same. That's very important to me. Do you understand? So who do you want to be? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to find out, but here I can try. I carry my fruit market and talk to people about many things and worship in the way I choose to worship. If I don't want to worship, that's okay too. And my children can go to school and become whatever they want to be. That's freedom. It lets you be you, whatever that is. Well, I'm glad you're here. You're a nice man. <laughs> there. You see, that's one of the things I want to be, a nice man. It's working. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Hi, 
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. In the case of the secret code, Willie starts getting strange messages on his computer. Could they really be from God? Chapter 9, Into the Storm Chris whistled his surprise. That's some code. Where does he come up with all of this? Willie was silent for a minute. It looks hard, but I have an idea. He looked down at his keyboard. I never told you how I solved the last code, did I? Before Chris could answer, Willie heard a knock and someone shout from the front room. Hey, anybody home? It was Maria. Go away, Chris yelled. Come on in, Maria, Willie said. Is everyone else back too? No, just me. Dee Dee's mom picked her up. And I told mom to meet us over here. She looked at the boys, then at the computer. What's going on? I was just about to explain how I figured out the last code, Willie said. It was totally different from the number codes from before. So I just looked at the letters and other marks on the computer keyboard until it came to me. What if he was just a bad typist? What if his fingers were off one key? So I tried moving my fingers over one key to the right. Presto, the message came. Maria looked at the computer screen. And now you have another message. This one doesn't look like it's the same. No, but I think he used the keyboard to make this one too. Willie looked at the screen and then at the keyboard. Then he looked back at the screen. The code is made up of numbers and other keyboard marks, Willie said. The numbers run along the top of the keyboard. And the other marks run along the side, Maria almost shouted. Willie, you're a genius. I still don't get it, Chris said. Maria grabbed his arm and dragged him over to the calendar. What date is the third Tuesday in July this year? Chris reached over and flipped the calendar to July. It's the 19th. Why? How did you figure that out? She asked. I just ran my eyes across the top to find Tuesday, then ran them down three spaces to the 19th. Oh, now I get it. Maria and Chris came back to Willie. He was almost done decoding the message. Finally, they all read, you will find Coco in the old garage down the street. The old garage, Willie shouted. That's just three blocks away. Let's go. Wait a minute, Maria said. Shouldn't we wait for the others? As she spoke, thunder rolled outside the house. We can't wait, Willie pleaded. Coco is waiting for me. Willie's right, Chris said. If you're scared, you can wait here. I'm not scared, Maria said. I'm just not stupid. She watched as the boys headed for the door, then shouted after them, Wait for me! Someone's got to take care of you, too! It wasn't supposed to be dark for several hours, but thunderclouds hid the sun, and it seemed like dusk. The rain made Maria pause to zip up her coat. Chris was a good runner, but he was having a hard time keeping up with Willie, who had already reached the first corner and was crossing the street to the second block. By the time they reached the old, closed gas station, the rain had turned into a downpour. Willie reached the large doors just ahead of Chris. Maria got there half a minute later. Is this the garage, Maria asked. Willie nodded. That's what everyone calls it. He tugged and tugged on the heavy door. It's locked, he said. A clap of thunder almost drowned out his voice. Let's try the side door, Maria shouted. Willie followed them around the corner, pushing his wheelchair through the new thick mud. One wheel sank when he pushed as hard as he could. He almost fell out. Help me, Chris, he shouted. Chris ran back, and together they made it through the mud and onto the sidewalk. Over here, Maria shouted. She held the knob to another door on the side of the building. As Chris and Willie came up to the door, Willie heard something. 
Quiet, he shouted. Then they all heard it. Something was scratching from the inside. Ruff! Coco, he's in there, Willie cried. The doorknob turns, but the door doesn't open, Maria shouted. Lightning flashed, and Willie saw how wet they were getting. Push hard, Chris said. Maybe it's just stuck. Chris and Maria leaned against the door, and Willie pushed with his hands. The door moved slowly, then pushed open with a whoosh. A gray blur of fur leaped from the dark of the doorway into Willie's lap. It was Coco. Oh, Coco, I'm so glad to see you. Willie hugged Coco with all his might. I'm so sorry, Coco. I promise I'll never hurt you again. See, your prayer did get answered, even if it took a little while, Chris said. Now let's get out of this rain and go home. Lightning split the sky again. Instead of thunder, however, Willie heard a high-pitched scream. Willie and Chris turned and looked at Maria. She stood pointing at an old house next door. Someone is over there. I saw a man by that house. Lightning flashed again, and Willie saw him too. Like a dark shadow, a tall man stood on the dark porch, and he was staring at them. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 2, The Case of the Secret Code, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.
Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.